foes, they're in business together. Danny Bush knows the Carlisle Group since years before, been raking in billions and itching for more. It's blood for oil, we know there's a link. They say code war, we say code pink. It's blood for oil, we know there's a link. They say code war, we say code pink. Go pink for freedom, go pink for peace. That was Code Pink by Emma's Revolution. I'm Samantha of Code Pink's Latin America team. Welcome to our Code Pink radio show presented by WBAI 99.5 FM in New York City, WPFW 89.3 FM in Washington, D.C., KPFT 90.1 FM in Houston, KPFK 90.7 FM, Los Angeles, and many other community radio stations like Western Mass Community Broadcasting, WMCBLP 107.9 FM. We're also on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Check out our website at www.codepink.org radio, where you'll find all of our episodes from episode one to our most recent. Now onto some news from the region. On January 24, Sen- Senator Jim McGovern sent an unprecedented letter to President Biden calling on his administration to lift secondary and sectoral sanctions of Venezuela and freeze the three billion special fund for basic needs of the Venezuelan people and reopen embassies in both countries. The Venezuelan people have been suffering from crushing sanctions originally imposed by the Obama administration in 2015. Venezuelan diplomat Alex Sapp continues to be illegally detained in a Miami prison. We have a petition urging Biden to drop the charges against Venezuelan diplomat Alex Sab. You can find it at www.codepink.org slash Alex Sab. All Latin American and Caribbean nations demanded the U.S. end its embargo on Cuba and remove it from the state sponsor of terrorism list at the SELAC Heads of State Summit in, Buen- in Buenos Aires. On today's show, we will hear Terry interviewing Alejandro Rusconi. He's the Secretary of International Relations for Evita Movement. He will talk about the seventh summit of SELAC leaders, which was held on Tuesday, January 24th in Buenos Aires. Um, I want to give all of you just a little bit of background as to what has happened in Argentina the last couple of days. Uh, the SELAC summit, the SELAC 7, the seventh summit for SELAC was held in Buenos Aires um, Monday and Tuesday of this week. So let me give um, all of you a little bit of background before we start. Uh, founded in 2011, SELAC or the Community of Latin America and Caribbean States is a multilateral group of 33 countries from across the Western Hemisphere that excludes Canada and the United States. It was created to be an alternative forum for Latin American countries. Inaugural leaders, such as Venezuela's Hugo Chavez, envisioned the group as a counterweight to the Washington-based Organization of American States, which they viewed as dominated by the United States. Salak 
unlike the OAS, allows Cuba to be a member. Its stated goals are to promote regional integration and cooperation. Salak represents over 600 million people in the hemisphere. The seventh sum summit of Salak leaders was held Tuesday, January 24 in Buenos Aires and hosted by Salak President Pro Tempore Alberto Fernandez, who is the current president of Argentina. The 111-point Declaration of Buenos Aires from the Community of Latin America and Caribbean States Summit described how effects of COVID-19, climate change, and the war in Ukraine have rippled across the region. Quote, we express our concern that several countries emerge from the pandemic with higher levels of public debt. Additionally, the seventh summit witnessed two firsts. One, the invitation of by President Fernandez of the United States. The U.S. sent U.S. Special Representative Presidential Advisor for the Americas, Christopher Dodd. This was a huge first. And second, and what we're gonna, what we've asked Alejandro to really help us focus on today, the second first was um, the summit was preceded by a joint proposal of social and trade union organizations with the presence of about 300 leaders of social organizations, unions, and popular movements from all over the region. The meeting was a forum to discuss the most relevant issues affecting the different countries in the context of the Conference of Heads of State and Government. And this is um, completely different than how the Tres Amigos um, Summit was held in Mexico City earlier in the month. So with that, I wanna welcome our very special friend and guest, Alejandro Rusconi. Welcome, Ale Alejandro. Good afternoon. Thank you. I feel proud to be in this program with you. Terry, you're a colleague and a fighter for peace in the world, and we have worked together in different scenarios. In Bolivia and other countries of our Americas. I'm going to speak about the meaning of the social CELAC uh, that had these first steps. This uh, social CELAC was incorporated here in Buenos Aires, working shoulder to shoulder with CELAC, uh, as Terry was explaining. This is an entity for cooperation and integration among the states of Latin America and the Caribbean without the presence of the United States and Canada. Grassroots and social movements from uh, Argentina, and we can uh, highlight the role of the three uh, unions, uh, main unions of Argentina, the movements of uh, the Afro-descendants and uh, diversities, the uh, representatives of the collectives and the different minorities, the LGBT community, and uh, also uh, organisms that work uh, for gender issues. We will have the capacity of gathering and debating. Time was insufficient. However, what we discussed precisely first have the possibility of creating this space of uh, social silag uh, with uh, brothers and sisters who uh, came from uh, different countries, uh, from Brazil, from Paraguay, from Panama, from Colombia, from Venezuela, 
from Chile. And we could discuss uh, several issues and prepare a document. And we want to propose an agenda, the agenda of uh, social movements. CELAC needs to be open uh, and pay attention to what social movements say. We have a broad agenda. We defend democracy and defend peace as well. But we defend a participatory democracy for the movements. Democracy is not just going to the polls and vote. Democracy instead is present in the different realms of public life, in having the possibility of debating and discussing and debating programs. We have a broad agenda, but we also pay attention to the situation that our continent is uh, facing, how it has become uh, evident that the inequality is so big here in our hemisphere. And this became evident with the pandemic and the unequal distribution of vaccines. So it was important to make clear our positions about sovereignty, about the issue of Cuba, about self-determination of the peoples, about Nicaragua that has been systematically attacked uh, against the blockades. We express ourselves against the attacks uh, targeting Venezuela, uh, Nicaragua, and Cuba. For the social movements, these uh, items of the agenda are fundamental. We uh, defend these ideals of uh, sovereignty and non-interference. We reiterated our position about the Malvinas Island, and we say, let's put a halt to colonialism, the colonialism that still takes place in islands in the Caribbean. We want Puerto Rico to stop being a colony, and so we can uh, recover our Malvinas Island and the islands of the South Atlantic. We have had a proactive position about what has happened in Haiti. Haiti has a painful history. And Haiti, we need to bear in mind, it was the first liberated state in our Americas. Haiti sacrificed lives and resources and put them at the disposal of Simon Bolivar. Haiti was present during the construction of this dream of the liberator. Uh, Simon Bolivar, we feel the pain of Haitians and we want to revert the policies that have damaged uh, Haiti. The agenda is broad, but we were able to um, hand in a document to the president pro tempore of CELAC, the new president, uh, Ralph Gonzalez. He committed with us to work jointly with the movement, and he has uh, said that he has always uh, worked with social movements, so he'll be joining us in this uh, struggle. Having the possibility of speaking to President Lula and uh, Ralph Gonzalez, uh, Lula, who has resisted a coup d'etat attempt uh, on the last uh, January 8th, because we saw in Brazil an attempt of destruction of the three institutional branches of government. You saw the attack uh, against the Congress and the court. We are fighting for peace. We opposed fascism and the coup attempts that became uh, a reality uh, in Brazil. The Bolsonaro and his uh, followers did not uh, accept the victory of Lula. They uh, didn't 
concealed and the reactionary right-wingers wanted to uh, make a coup d'etat, but the SILAC has expressed against these uh, attacks and these uh, coup d'etat attempts. And we have waved uh, uh, flags uh, of peace through the uh, statement that was made by CELAC on January 24th, uh, 2014 in Cuba, when America Latina was declared a zone of peace. And we are committed to fight in this regard. Thank you so much. I have um, I have a number of questions to ask. I mean, you've, you've given me so many thoughts. First of all, um, I guess I should just explain to um, the audience just that um, Gonzalez, who is the president of St. Vincent's Grenadines, is that's who the new incoming president is. It's been, it went from, you know, I think our audience is aware it went from Mexico to Argentina and now St. Vincent Grenadines, which is really, really exciting. Caribbean island state. That's just terrific news. And um, regarding Haiti, this, um, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, that one of the um, one of the declarations coming uh, from this um, Salak Seven Summit was to review the UN position in Haiti. Is that correct? Primero, yes. First of all, for us, it is we, we feel. Uh, proud of seeing Ralph Gonzalez in that role. Yeah. It always Latin America is mentioned and the Caribbean is not mentioned as if they were separated items and we commit these type of mistakes. Sometimes in the maps, we don't see the presence of the Malvinas Islands and or the Caribbean Islands. Uh, the lesser Antilles are left outside as if they didn't exist. Today, we feel proud that Ralph is the president pro tempore of uh, CELAC. And oh, I want to exciting. clarify the solidarity with the Haitian uh, resistance. The resolution, there is resolution number four of the social CELAC says no to uh, foreign interference in Haiti. 119 years ago, the victory of the Haitian revolutions gave a place to the first uh, Republic of Haiti and put an end to the colonialism of France back then. Haitians are facing a remarkable crisis and they are facing the threat of a new military occupation by the United States that is promoted openly by Canada. Today, they are uh, fighting against uh, uh, a gross inequality that is bringing benefit just to an elite with the support of the IMF, the multilateral banks and the imperial and neocolonial powers and condemns a majority of Haitians to leave in infrahuman conditions. It is demanded the resign of the de facto government, a government that was not elected by Haitians, 
that has been imposed by these uh, neocolonial powers. And we uh, have called upon the respect of the rights of the Haitian population and the international law. We as social CELAC are calling the governments and the peoples of CELAC to recognize as a regional heritage the freedom contributions and the human right contributions uh, related to the anti-slave and anti-racist fight of the Haitian people and to assume the call of different popular social organizations and trade unions to reject in a patent way these new attempts of uh, occupation against Haiti. All interference, as it was demanded in October to the ministers of foreign affairs of uh, CELAC and the European Union, we want the governments of the CELAC and of the international community to pay attention to what the Haitians have to say, the solution to the problems, to the domestic problems of Haiti is being promoted by the Haitians themselves and must be respected without any kind of interference or from foreign uh, governments or powers. Haiti belongs to the Haitians and they are the ones to solve the pro their problems. It is important to pay attention that uh, the facto government of Haiti uh, are trying to justify a new intervention with uh, precisely the justification of the previous uh, occupations uh, in the island that had the purpose of weakening the Haitian institutions and uh, permitted the outbreak of cholera and several uh, cases of sexual uh, violations and human rights were revealed. It is necessary to uh, control the armed bands that they are the ones that are promoting those uh, uh, gangs. So they give the weapons to these gangs and then they say they're going to control them, this de facto government. So. We, as uh, Social Select, have expressed in this resolution that we call upon the government to support the rights of the Haitian people, ensuring the non-interference of foreign governments or powers, the end of this de facto government and this uh, office uh, of the UN that is supporting this de facto government. It is necessary to include a reparation due to uh, the the nefarious effects of uh, cholera and the crimes committed uh, by previous occupations. It is necessary to restore the gold reserves that were uh, stripped uh, from Haiti by the US and other powers and reparations to be paid by France because uh, Haiti had to pay an obscene debt in favor of the slave owners. It is necessary to stop the massive expel of migrants and the massive violations of human rights during deportation procedures. And it's necessary to understand that there is no possible transition to anything different um, in Haiti with an imposed regime. We say in this resolution 
Long live to Haiti. Long live to a free and sovereign Haiti. <laughs> Wonderful. We always leave. You know, it's it's not uncommon when we talk about Latin America and the Caribbean to not mention um, Haiti, and it's it, it's something that many many of us and organizations are are guilty of. And so I'm just so happy that um, that you uh, have written in support of Haiti and for their sovereignty and for self-determination. We've done, for our audiences aware, we've done a couple ep recent episodes on Haiti, particularly uh, one in, uh, I want to say October or November, when there was an overt threat of U.S. intervention, that inner, that threat of interventionism is still there. And so it's really wonderful, Alejandro, that Social Salak has um, lifted up the voices of, um, of the Haitian people and is defending their sovereignty and independence. Um, Puerto Rico as well. I wonder, can we um, talk about a couple things that came out of um, the seventh summit? I have a list of things. You mentioned you talked uh, with Lula and Argentina and Brazil uh, re-engaged uh, for the first time with Lula as uh, the president, once again, of Brazil. And one of the things that came out of that Argentina-Brazil meeting was uh, the discussion of introducing a currency between, a common currency between the two countries. And they, those two countries are, are one another's largest trading partners, I believe. So this is quite significant that, um, that there's going to be a common currency. Is this, I guess my question for you is one, what do you, what do you make of it? And two, a lot of us are thinking that this is going to be a trial run, a practice for creating a hemispheric currency, or at least a, a, a Salak currency. Yes, we with Brazil have a very important common border. We have a common history. We may have had some differences. They were invaded in the past by Portugal. We were invaded by the Spaniards, but they are a sister nation that has a fight, has fought for independence like us. And I always highlight uh, and that, something that happened in Argentina, a meeting between uh, President Nestor Kirchner and President Lula uh, da Silva. Uh, after uh, Lula and Kirchner uh, took office, they ha held a meeting in Buenos Aires and they uh, created a document. This, is, uh, this was back in 2003. Back then, we uh, called that moment the consensus of Buenos Aires. We had uh, Mercosur already running, um, but a Mercosur that was liberal, that was born imitating the the free trade agreement of North America. These were the times of the Washington Consensus. Nestor Kirchner and Lula Silva, through this document that was called the Consensus of Buenos Aires, attempted to change the paradigm of uh, relations and attempted to change Mercosur because they understood that Mercosur needs to uh, 
point at social Mercosur, not just at a commercial Mercosur that had been implemented from the north, trying to imitate this uh, free trade agreement area of the US. But uh, with uh, Lula and Nestor Kirchner, we had the possibility afterwards of creating UNASUR and then the SELAC, respectively. Tools uh, for processes of integra integration. Having a common currency is very important for us. And it's very important that initially to do this with Brazil, but yes, it needs to be extended throughout the continent and work on the remarkable asymmetries that are present in the region because we have countries with different uh, types of economies, but how can we uh, take them into account for this? This is the kickoff of something excellent, of a great initiative towards a regional uh, currency so that we don't need to use the dollar as a um, currency to exchange uh, goods and services with uh, other states in the region. We need to have our own currency. We need to promote uh, peace with social justice, with good uh, con living conditions, but we need to establish the reduction of poverty and of extreme poverty. Uh, strengthen food production, organic food. And this has to do with creating our own uh, markets. Also, this is related to the currency. This uh, value unit or for exchange that needs to be created by our governments, uh, our governments that represent the interest of our peoples. This is so important. And it was highlighted in the final draft of the document of the social select, because this has been a uh, step forward, and we are speaking about this 25 days after uh, Lula has taken office, after an attempt coup. This is going to strengthen the region, this is going to strengthen our countries and the living conditions of our peoples. So there's a, a potential de-dollarization of Latin America and the Caribbean coming, um, which we're seeing potentially across the globe. And it's, I mean, I, it's, it's, a, it's a reinforcement of sovereignty again. And um, that's like the key word throughout the Americas, especially since all of these legislative and presidential elections that occurred since October of 2020. Sovereignty, national sovereignty, natural resource sovereignty, currency sovereignty, that's like the theme. And this really seems to me what um, Salak is focused on creating. And again, I just want to say how exciting it was this week to see a social Salak and that an organized social movement, labor movement um, body was created and integrated with the governmental heads of state um, summit. That is that is just huge to have the people's voices represented, formally represented and heard. And that's just such an important integration along with economic regional integration. One of the things that um, you mentioned was a Latin America zone, um, a peace zone, a nuclear free zone. 
I, it was really pretty exciting to see in that regard, um, Gustavo Petro, the president of Colombia, mentioned that Colombia would not be sending military aid to Ukraine. That would, I mean, and for the audience, Colombia is a NATO global partner and very, in that manner, very closely aligned with the United States. So this was a really strong and important statement. And it was done um, in the presence of the United States at the Salak summit. So there's a, to me, there's a really clear vision in place that is being shared with the United States so that nothing is going to happen behind the U.S.'s back. And it, but that was bold, <laughs> bold and pretty exciting for him to say. So maybe we should talk about um, him saying he would not, Colombia would not be sending uh, military aid to Ukraine, and then how that reflects on Salak's vision of creating um, a peace zone. Well, we in uh, Social Salak, we also wave that flag, and we, uh, we what we have also said is to dismantle the military bases located in our continent, Colombia has a lot of them strategically pointing uh, to the border with Brazil and Venezuela as if they were enemies and they are brothers and sisters. It was a policy uh, promoted by the Colombian previous government. It is important not to send weapons to any country. We need to send doctors as Cuba uh, does. And as uh, Fidel said, in the year when uh, Nestor Kirchner took office, uh, there was a ceremony here in the Faculty of Law uh, of the University of Buenos Aires. While others uh, send weapons, we send uh, humanitarian missions and doctors. We need to change that paradigm. And this year, 200 years uh, anniversary of the Monroe Doctrine is taking place from the Social CELAC we have drafted a document. We are going to work on an international campaign against the uh, Monroe Doctrine that continues to be present in the hegemonic uh, thinking of the superpowers. And we say no against the uh, this shipment of weapons. We need to put a halt to the arms development, development industry in the world promoted by the United States. And that is why we need to work and continue working, promoting proactive uh, policies, uh, peace campaigns throughout the world. As uh, you were saying, Terry, about Gustavo Petro, Gustavo Petro that represents the interest, the true interest of the Colombian people, of this multicultural and multicolor people of Colombia. We are very happy to see what he's doing for the benefit of his people through his policies, his policies of human rights, how the peace process has moved forward and to give place to everyone on the table and not sending weapons uh, to Ukraine is a very important decision. And I want to clarify that Argentina is also a member of the NATO, not a full member. We are very sad 
of that. We are not full member because we have a conflict. We have a conflict with Great Britain about the Malvinas Islands, what they call a conflict. For us, it is a security policy because in the times of the neoliberal government of Menem, work was made to become a full member of the NATO and there was an opposition of Great Britain due to the conflict uh, about the Malvinas Island. And that is why to be a member of the, the NATO is terrible because of the policies they promote. Thank you so much, Alejandro Rusconi. And to all of our listeners, you can follow Alejandro's work on Twitter at, at Ale underscore Rusconi. You're listening to Code Pink Radio coming to you through Pacifica Radio WPFW in Washington, D.C., WBAI in New York City, and KPFT in Houston. We'll be back with Alejandro and Terry after this break. Okay, señores, estamos en la serie del Caribe 
forward, one of the things that seemed to me in 2021, and again, has come through in several ways with this most recent summit, is how the global North's neglect of the global South, and in our conversation, Latin America and the Caribbean, the neglect of the global North of Latin America and the Caribbean during the pandemic, the lack of resources that were given um, by the United States to its own neighbors. There seems to me to be now a humanitarian unity within Latin America and the Caribbean, unlike what has existed in the past. In the past, there's been political, economic, uh, social uh, unification, but this seems to be a really deep humanitarian link among nations right now that's, that has pushed a lot of other differences aside. Yes, it, it is like you're saying, and we need to highlight the role of solidarity when catastrophes have taken place in our countries. What are happened in Cuba when Cuba had the problem near Baradero, when the, there was a problem in the thermoelectrical plant, but the first help that arrived was from Mexico and Venezuela. And there has always been solidarity among these countries. So CELAC is a mean uh, for cooperation and we need to strengthen it. But it is a mechanism where consensus are ne uh, necessary. Sometimes some decisions are taken and we, the militants, see some of the decisions as weak because we want to see, uh, but we understand the diversity among the different countries and the different opinions uh, of the different governments because we have some governments that are more oriented towards uh, people, some others that are socialist, and some others that are even neoliberal, but we have seen that uh, plurality has uh, been present and there has been a unified position against blockades and the mechanism for meetings that CELAC has is very useful. We, uh, we have an annual meeting uh, among presidents uh, every January when the uh, president pro tempore changed uh, from uh, AMLO to uh, Alberto Fernandez and now is in the hand of uh, the prime minister of St. Vincent and the Granadines. So this is important for us to have uh, quick evolutions and changes of dynamics. And in social CELAC, we are trying to do that, to work uh, in different countries. This was an initial uh, uh, meeting. We need to promote uh, new meetings. We need to uh, visit uh, the president pro tempore, but we need to hold meetings in uh, all of our countries of the social CELAC, uh, in Colombia, in Venezuela, in Cuba. So within our 33 countries, we need to all be hosts and promote agendas related to specific uh, topics because the document expressed uh, diversity and this diversity needs to be um, the developed in the different uh, discussions among the brothers and sisters. So our 33 countries 
need to provide contributions and promote a deeper integration. We are open to that, to discuss with everyone and also to uh, see the different expressions of solidarity. Uh, sometimes, I mean, governments do not execute this solidarity that is uh, happily proposed by our peoples. So creating this integrated regional solidarity, how, and so this would be social and economic solidarity and integration, which is fantastic. And and I, I agree with you, there is, and again, since all these elections and you and I uh, witnessed quite a few between October of 2020, all the way through uh, to the Brazil elections this past fall, that it really, people did vote for sovereignty. And there is, as a result, a spectrum of economic uh, policies they voted for. And it is like one step to the center of left, social democratic, all the way to revolutionary uh, economic and social change. But it is a spectrum um, of left of, of center governments and I, to me i think that's that's actually really exciting because it shows to you what's possible and um and it's allowing this move forward do you see this seventh summit leading or really setting the stage not just the conversation but setting the stage for CELAC to replace the Organization of American States? I think, first, the, the ground was leveled. Governments changed. Now we have uh, governments that uh, agree on policy, and we are moving towards that goal. And what we need to say and to highlight and we are happy that the Secretary General of the OAS was not invited. <laughs> he was not invited to this SILAC uh, summit. We, we saw that the U.S. was invited. We didn't like that idea because if we are an organism without the presence of the U.S., why are we inviting them? But it, we were explained and we understood that in the matters of diplomacy, sending a note is a formality the, the 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 thing is that the role that they can play in our organism so we understand diplomacy china was also invited so it was a formality let's say the important thing is that the that our countries have the opportunity to discuss and the oas uh regarding the oas we we are at the stage in which, in which we are going to the funeral of the OAS. They are already there. We need to keep our, an eye open because uh, we have to be careful that we need to pay attention because I think Almagro is probably going to be uh, uh, removed from his position because there is a problem possible criminal process against that person because uh, the OAS represents uh, interest. Almagra is the employee of the month 
for the OAS. But if it's not Almagro, they can appoint someone else. However, that is why we are focusing on strengthening organisms such as SILAC uh, that ends up becoming a true mechanism to defend uh, the interests of our country, not just to limit SILAC to a space for consensus or to produce statement, but to produce proactive policies, to have uh, a SILAC court to have uh, an organism of human rights, that should be the goal, uh, institutional architecture, step by step, unity within diversity, because we want all of the states to be there. And sometimes it's difficult for the presidents or heads of state and government to reach a consensus or an agreement. It's not always easy. We have some members that mm, speak about dictatorship, However, if one of the members expressed an opinion, it's not necessarily the opinion of the CELAC. But we have to hear to all, what all the presidents have to say. So we uh, we feel very proud to see that the CELAC is reinforced and that the Caribbean states are now holding the presidency pro tempore. And and it was nice to see that the uh, president pro tempore here was able to uh, discuss with the social movements. And what we are mentioning, and we are so happy to see Ralph Gonzalez holding the presidency. And we are happy to see that uh, he has the agenda for social movement in uh, his hands. And I'm so happy to see this uh, birth of the social CELAC. The voice of those who were never heard is now being heard. And we want to incorporate more voices. Some people were not able to make it. We uh, unfortunately did not receive the support of the Argentinian government for the incorporation of the social CELAC. However, we uh, were happy to see that they opened the uh, gate for us to uh, meet the President Lula and the new or the incoming uh, President Pro Tempore. And we thank the government for giving us the possibility. We didn't have enough time to work all the items of the agenda we wanted to work on. However, we will continue working with the different movements of Latin America and the Caribbean for a common agenda. So, wow, Alejandro, what, what, a, what wonderful work you're doing and uh, so exciting to see the people's voices organized ahead of uh, the state SALAC um, summit and, and that uh, you've been able to get your resolutions in front of um, the new SALAC president. That's like, that's, this is just huge. And um, it will be so important to see this full integration of Latin America and the Caribbean, which does include and needs to include uh, the voices of the people. And, and you're, you're so key to making that happen. It was just such an honor to have this conversation with you and to know you and work with you and in other human rights related um, arenas as well. I'm so thankful you had time to join us today.
Is there anything uh, we should share with the audience before we close our episode? Yes, something that uh, uh, we didn't address, the topic of Peru. We uh, feel the pain of this coup that is taking place of Peru. And we see that the current uh, president of Peru is talking about people that died. No, we are talking about people that were murdered. We are working with missions of human rights. We are working with uh, uh, political parties to be able to go to Peru and to hear the voices that uh, are not being heard by the Peruvian government. We need to uh, file complaints in the human rights uh, organisms of what's uh, happening in Peru. We need to pay attention to what's going on in Peru, analyzing what is happening, the role of social movements uh, and the population, how are they protesting. The, there is a media blackout. Uh, several roads have been blocked and no one knows because it, this is not being uh, shown. Everybody wants to go to Lima because the center of power is there, because the people have been betrayed by the establishment. The vice president is not doing what the people want. So we are not interfering in domestic affairs. If they want to have a constituent assembly or the elections, that's a domestic problem, but that needs to be solved. However, we say that democracy needs to return and we need to stop criminality. Let's have no more weapons there. Stop murdering people. What's happening is what uh, we saw in Colombia. We see uh, weapons that are being used directly against the people. And we have seen a lot of murder people there in Peru. That's what we are asking for. This was the what I didn't mention during the conversation. We have a commitment with Peru, a sister nation. I thank you. I thank you, Terry. I'm so happy to have the possibility of being here and speaking about these important elements, about this common agenda that we have. And we have a similar thinking because we are both militants of peace, we are militants of, for the rights of people, and having the possibility of sharing this with an audience, it makes me proud. And we not only have a, a friendship, we have been together uh, physically fighting for peace. So thank you all. Thank you so much. What what a great honor to have this conversation with you. It's been so informative. And uh, I'm so thankful for your knowledge and your leadership. And, and you're such a great example <laughs> to me, a personal example of, of, of human rights um, defending. And just you're always out there on the, on the front lines where, where people need you. And thank you for uh, bringing up Peru. Thank you to all of our listeners. Given the brutal repression by the Boluarte government against the Peruvian people, we will be having two actions to show our solidarity here in D.C. One will take place outside the Peruvian embassy on Friday, February 3rd at 3 p.m. 
and the second will be a vigil to honor Peru's victims on Saturday, February 4th outside the White House. Thank you for listening to Code Pink Radio presented by WBAI in New York City, WPFW in Washington, D.C., and KPFT in Houston. You think they're foes? They're in business together. Danny Bush knows the Carlisle Group since years before been raking in billions and itching for more. It's blood for oil. We know there's a link. They say code war. We say code pink. It's blood for oil. We know there's a link. They say code war. We say code pink. Code pink for freedom. Code pink for peace. Code pink for hunger. Terror. We say go pink and I say-